You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. A little raggedy, more raggedy than I thought it was. The noise level went up and some, some guys... Um, Mr. Pants. No, mental errors. Yeah, we were, we had some guys just uh, crap their pants today in pants, yeah. Talk Podcast. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Be sure to follow us on Real Bucks Talk on all social media platforms. This is Michael Plus, and always welcome with my co-host, Mark Ramirez. Mark, how are we doing today on this beautiful Monday? Football, I think, is finally back. I'm doing good and very, very excited to talk actual Bucks football, things we actually saw, right? just players, what they looked like. The new defensive schemes, the the offense, what it looked like, the weapons, everything. It's just a fun day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, if you guys didn't know, we were at uh, training camp yesterday. Uh, got to see the Bucks uh, practice in, in full pads, which was awesome to see. Uh, it's really cool, just um, you know, being at the facility. Uh, they have a beautiful um, indoor facility. Uh, we we're really um, impressed with that, and then also just the whole training camp atmosphere so it was really good to to be out there with the fans and um, you can just you can sense the excitement for this team but it's also a cautious optimism I would say you know got you know fans are really wanting to buy in but we're still wait in that wait and see approach um, so it's just it's awesome uh, you know to finally see how this team is gonna be put together and how it's all gonna be uh, see the big picture coming forward oh absolutely and then to that point, if, you, if people who haven't seen the indoor facility, mm-hmm. it, it really is that cool. Like, it has that new car smell. I don't know if I put that in the tweets, but yeah. it's it's badass. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it that way. It's, it's big. It's clean. It's just cool to have your own indoor facility. And then the fact that this practice went half of it inside, the other half outside. I right. thought that was really cute, cool and unique and I had a hell of a good time and yeah, it was fun. It was just yeah, just fun and it's just a practice. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah, it was a cool way to spend the the afternoon. That is a true Bucks fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you really uh, got a good chance to just get up and close with the players and, and really see um, certain things. And uh, you know, before we get into our impressions of what we saw, uh, I think we're going to get into some questions from you guys, the fans. So let's go ahead and uh, get that started up. Yeah, I'll I'll start asking you. So. Okay. First question was, 
Let's see. Oh, it wasn't a question. It was more Robert Green saying, I'm calling in. <laughs> Even if there's no, not a phone line, I'm getting through. Yeah. Robert, we do need to get a phone line. We're, we're, we, we're, we got, work, we're working on that. Uh, Robert, we'll probably uh, we'll see if we can get you on the next show, the next podcast uh, for sure, and, and talk some Bucks football. I know you're a, a big Vita Vea fan, and uh, you were talking about, because uh, I put a tweet up of Quinn Nelson today, he was just pretty much dominating. And I know you're looking forward to the Week 14 matchup of Vita Vea versus Quinn Nelson. I think that's going to be a hell of a matchup yeah, to, to watch. So, um, But, yeah, Robert's a really good guy, um, and we'll – definitely be talking with him throughout the season always a good follow two big boys too yeah all right so this is from this is a new question i haven't seen this guy rob dunlap at beef tongue (laughs) uh so it says greetings from el paso texas people are gushing about our defense do we have a no-fly zone or is the offense just playing that bad against the blitz very good question. Yeah, that's a good question, and we'll probably get more in-depth into this a little bit later. But, I mean, the defense uh, usually, and this is pretty standard throughout the league, is going to be ahead of the offense uh, to start, you know, as far as the you know, first couple of days of practice. Um, but I think it's been a good um, up and down. I think offense has been winning some. I think the defense has been winning some. I want to say it's been like pure domination um, by either side. But, you know, for the most part, I think it's been a good balance, and that's what you're looking for. I mean, to answer that question, mm-hmm. to I, I, I truly don't understand the reasoning why they say defense is going to be ahead of, of the offense, considering the defense is lear- learning a whole new scheme in right. itself. They're playing positions they haven't even played, and mm-hmm. then we'll talk about it later. It's just very disguised. People got to move. There's a lot right. more shifting. So I – I don't get that. I yeah. get that well, the coaches got, are saying that. I know you're saying that, but I yeah. just don't get it. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see your reasoning behind that. You would think the offense would be ahead just because they have pretty much the same core in place. And uh, But at the same time, it's, you know, offense. the offense is learning a new scheme as well. Uh, it's new uh, route combinations and learning the timing, learning the ins and outs of the little, you know, terminology that, you know, Jameis has to go through. So there's some different factors that – you know, is in play, but, you know, it's impressive that the defense is, is picking up so quickly right now and looking, looking sharp. Um, but yeah, let's, yeah, to answer his question. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it is, it is looking really good. Right. I'll I'll flat out say that. Yeah. The defense pretty much won all of Sunday's practice, I think, besides for a couple plays. Um, we'll hit on that later about who specifically, but I mean, just, it's not our offense is looking bad. It's to me just our O line, which we've been saying all off season. We haven't fixed. We haven't addressed. And yes, you're right guard, and it just isn't playing well. Benenock was at left tackle at times, mm-hmm. so it's just we'll get more on that later. It's right. it to me. It's the O line that's the fault, and it's been like that since last year, the year before that. So we have all these weapons, we just can't hit them. Mm-hmm. So, but does the defense look improved? Hell yeah, all right, that's a big pleasant surprise and mm-hmm. i'm glad that was one of the first questions uh next question from dwight at dwight jh i'd like an update on the defensive end with the blind eye yeah talking about uh Cousin daniels um number 41 uh i you know saw him a little bit uh yesterday and he looks pretty good i mean he's very fast very athletic uh, i think he in one play i think he dropped back, dropped into, back yeah. into coverage and he was right there with um, I think it was the tight end, one of the tight ends. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, very athletic. Um, yeah, the the blind eye, I don't think that's any hindrance to his play. I don't think that bothers him at all. 
Um, I mean, it seems like, you know, he doesn't even doesn't even mind it. You know, you can't even tell that he's blind in one eye. So uh, he's just a, a very impressive kid, and, and I hope he uh, finds a way to produce and at least, at the very least, make it onto the practice squad or maybe find a way onto the bottom of the roster. But he's got he's got some potential. Yeah, and like Mike was saying, very – very long, very aggressive, and he, yeah. yeah, the play that we're talking about that he was dropping back, he was right there. He knocked the crap out of someone. Mm-hmm. Like it was two guys that sandwiched one man. It was, yeah, it was it was it was a good hit. Um, very lanky, like I was saying. Even Shaq Barrett says he's got a really really quick first step, mm-hmm. very fast. I mean, fast and lanky, that's pretty good. Yeah, combo. It's just, can you put it all together? Right. Yeah, because he was mainly in the on field B or yeah, the JV yeah, team. Yeah, yep. JV team. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, still, he he looked good. They get those. He was one of the guys that would stand out. Yeah, he would stand out. I mean, I always I had my eye on Bailey a lot, but mm-hmm. um, just or Bruce Anderson stood out a lot. It's just guys that yeah. you're you're seeing more than other people are standing out, and that's what you want to be if you're in the JV technically, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and Costin Daniels has um, a little bit of an edge because he's going up against um, David Kenny. I mean, that's probably his main competition, and and Kenny's not on the field right now, so. You know, you know they say availability is everything, and you know he's he's out there producing. So yeah, best ability is availability. Exactly. There you go. Dirt cutter. But <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go on. Uh, Just bucket. He's on here a lot. How was Devin White? How did Devin White look? Haven't heard his name much. Uh, yeah. I mean, Devin um, from yesterday. I mean, didn't really see him much. Uh, I think he had one really nice hit with Levante on a run play. Um, but I like how they're utilizing him. I mean, they're just sending him in on blitzes, not asking him to do too much. Uh, I thought a couple of times he did a really good job of like setting up other people, uh, as far as the blitz goes, like just taking blockers out, uh, and then in coverage, didn't really see him much in coverage. I think for the most part though, he was, he was where he needed to be. At least that's what it looked like. Yes. To add on that, I agree with you. He didn't. You didn't hear his name, or not hear his name, but you just didn't see him much. Right. But a lot of that was they're using him how I I would like them to use him right now. Mm-hmm. Send him in on blitzes. There were there was times where he literally ran in the middle, right at the center, bulldozed the center, right. and Vita Vea and Sue stunted around him. Mm-hmm. That's pretty pretty badass yeah. to me. Like so, your rookie middle linebacker who is a damn missile mm-hmm. just plowed through the center, and then everything else is blown up. So Sue and Vita Vea can do whatever the heck they want. And no one-on-one is going to stand in front of them. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, foreshadowing about what everyone yeah. else is going to look like. But Yeah, yeah, it's he, a little little preview of what we're going yeah. to talk about later. But, I mean, yeah, at times, like Mark was saying, they had uh, Vita Vea and Dominican Sue and Devin White all standing up at the line of scrimmage. Uh, and you really had no idea where they were going to come from. So uh, it's definitely exciting to see. Yeah, but it's just – don't put too much on his plate. Mm-hmm. Have we heard his name yet? Or I don't know why I keep saying that. But have, have we seen him make? Did, we, did he make many plays yesterday? Not really. I didn't see him right. put a hand on a ball. I didn't see him make a big tackle or a big hit. Mm-hmm. I. But it's just because the way they were using him, and I like the way they're using him. Yeah. Like. Well, well, yeah, we'll talk about it more later. Mm-hmm. But that's it for the fans' questions right now. Oh, okay. Unless there's one some later. All right. But go on about. So now we'll touch on mm-hmm. how we thought practice was and what the big things that we saw. So Mike has a, a list, actually, about things yeah. that we saw, and we'll talk on it. Yeah, I put that up on Twitter yesterday uh, after the practice late evening. Um, 
So we'll get started here. So coaching staff. I mean, this coaching staff looks the part. Uh, attention to detail, emphasis on proper technique, multiple reps until it's done right by the players, great tempo throughout practice. I mean, it was it was obvious just the night and day difference of this coaching staff and the way they just communicated. I think it was the biggest difference I saw with the players. Yeah, so the biggest thing, everyone, we put out the poll before getting to practice about what, what did you all want us to see the most? What did you mm-hmm. want us to focus on? And it was offensive line. Mm-hmm. So they began the practice in the indoor facility, and we're like, where's the O-line? Yeah. So we're looking around. The O-line was on the whole other side of the field. We, we try to get in the 50, and we're like, oh, no, they're all the way in the other side. Mm-hmm. So we walked our happy asses over there, yeah. plopped our butts down, which, to be honest, my butt is sore <laughs> from sitting on those damn bleachers. I, I don't know if I'm that bony. You're bonier than I am, so I don't know how you're, you're feeling, but... I was like, damn, this is like back in high school sitting in those damn bleachers. But All my fat is in my ass. So <laughs> I'm good right there. Jeez. Okay. That's graphic. <laughs> but but I'll go on. So yeah. O-line. So all the O-line's fat's in there. Oh, I'll shut up. But no, so we're sitting there looking at them. The first half was just individual drills, like yeah. them going over certain techniques and certain mm-hmm. – I thought I put it up, but I guess I didn't. That lasted for at least 30 minutes, yeah. I would say. Yeah, and it was it was literally one-on-ones telling you, okay, this is where you, your hand place needs to be. Mm-hmm. If, the, if you're doubling a guy, you need to shove the guy's hip and then move on mm-hmm. to the next guy. And well, I'll play that those clips later. I mean, B.A. was saying, yeah, there's poor mental errors, like things where you should have been doing, and mm-hmm. they had it early on, and they were just messing up in right. certain areas. And yeah. we were point blank on Beninock and Marpet looking mm-hmm. at them coaching. They were coaching up. Beninock a lot and it's like yeah what what's going on here like mm-hmm. you just walk through it you got to enforce it now i don't know if it, he was just practicing half speed and then when the game happens it's like oh yeah. i missed yeah uh, that's that's where the alan iverson quote is just practice <laughs> comes in but it's still i mean the coaching is there and they they have one-on-ones with different coaches how was there three or four o-line coaches yeah, talking? well, you had Harold Goodwin, who was, like, right in front of us, and then you had uh, Joe Gilbert in the back, like, yeah, towards was... the end of the end zone, and they were pretty much working on, like, combination blocks, and, like, it was basically run game for Joe Gilbert, and then, well, actually, I guess it was both, but they were working yeah. on all sorts of things. They pretty much had it where it was um, centers, centers in one little area, and then they had the, the guards and the mix with the tackles. Mm-hmm. And they were all like mixed in, and it was it was just good to see like just practicing like pulls on runs, uh, combo blocks, mm-hmm. down blocks. They were mm-hmm. practicing um, just overall footwork and stance, that, you know. So it was just it was nice. It was refreshing to see like just the attention to detail. Like if a guy messed up, they were making sure that guy got it right eventually. Like they kept working him in like yeah. consecutively. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Beninock was like yeah he had like maybe three to five reps in a row. Uh, the same, same, yeah. same thing with uh, Zach Bailey. Like they were really emphasizing on him to to make sure he gets it mm-hmm. right. So. Yeah, that and then also, yeah, Donovan Smith didn't practice, but he right. was right there in the mix. And mm-hmm. Goodwin sitting there saying, "No, come here, look at this, yeah. learn it, and then teach it." Mm-hmm. So like he learned it, and he's tell, talking to Benenock saying, "Okay, this is what you got to do." Right. And it's cool to see that it's not just the coaches coaching; it's the players coaching up players. Mm-hmm. So really, really good things and coaching side. Um, also, coaching, I saw a lot of uh, the running back routes. Yeah. A lot of the running backs were sitting there running routes, and coaches are right there saying, what do you got to do? And 
Mm-hmm. That's another thing we didn't see in Cutter's offense. You didn't really see much running back routes. Yeah. And running backs were running routes. <laughs> yeah. Like planned routes going definitively to them. And that's that's a huge spot in this offense I think will be utilized. And, yeah, Peyton Barber doesn't look the smoothest catching a ball or even running a route. But still, he's going to be 1A, 1B. Mm-hmm. Um, did Jones, Ronald Jones look that good? He looks smoother, but mm-hmm. Bruce Anderson just looks smooth. Dare looks really smooth. Those two are very smooth. Yeah. That's going to be a tight, very yeah. tight competition. Andre Ellington, same thing. Yeah, oh, he's the smoothest. Yeah, yeah, he's probably the best. Um, made a really nice one-handed catch uh, yesterday on a play-action pass near the end zone. Um, but, yeah, other coaching things that I saw, it's just like the, the diversity in drills. Like, you see the, the receivers um, wanting this run one drill where they just, like, run in, like, a circle. And then yeah. they like catch the pass, like it. Those those type of things, like that's really good for in game situations because sometimes you have to do that in the game. Like mm-hmm. if you have to come back to your quarterback, you have to do something like that and maybe catch a hot pass or you know, you know something you know happens quickly and then you have to adjust. So it was just things like that. You know, practicing over the shoulder catches, yeah, practicing cool. uh, you know readjusting to the ball, you know all those things. That it was like. They're practicing things that you'll actually see in the game, which was uh, awesome. And, you know, it's not just the usual. Oh, let's just throw a you know a floater and go get it. Um, so it was just it was cool, very cool. Okay, next uh, one. Yeah, next one I had. Uh, now going into the offense. First one was coaching. Now offense. And this is what we were we were saying about the running backs. Running backs will be used in both run and pass way more. Can run actual routes now. Uh, wide receiver slash tight end route combinations are way more diverse. Mm-hmm. We actually saw slants. We saw drags. We saw crosses, etc. Um, and then my last point, O-line needs to stay healthy. I'm referring to the starters because our depth, uh, it needs work. I mean, the depth is just really not there at the tackle or guard uh, level, and it really needs to be developed. And I'm hoping over these preseason games that can that can take place. Yeah, let me just – Put it blunt. The offensive line, like Bruce Arians, I could put it in the intro, mm-hmm. was saying mental errors. Yeah. It, it, you may say mental errors now because it's the beginning, but the, there's been mental errors for years. Mm-hmm. This isn't the because of the first couple days of practice. Right. This has been years. Mm-hmm. And there was no fix. And this is, this is something we've been hitting all damn offseason on. And that's the only thing that really scares me. And yeah. it still does. I mean, there... The secondary, the second line is even worse. They're they're just they're not good. Yeah. Let's put it that way, guys. Um, yeah. It it just it's not pretty. And mm. the fact that now you're starting to hear it over and over. Like, let me just play BA talking about the O line. Yeah, sure. Overall, way too many men lawyers turning guys loose. First three plays of turn somebody loose in the backfield. Just noise level is too high. Noise level too high, or just mental errors, or just guys aren't good enough. Mm. Okay, so. They weren't. I put up the suit uh, where he just literally popped over Marpet. Ben and Knox nowhere near. I don't know why Ben and Knox was playing left tackle. Yeah, okay. Donovan Smith was injured. Like you said, stay healthy. Yeah. Okay, so. Thank God he was back today at practice. Yeah, so, I mean, he just. What they were just practicing prior to that. Okay, so Marpet's supposed to chip. Ben and Knox got to push his hip. He didn't push anything. It was just. Sue just swam over Marpet and standing there waiting for the running back. Yeah. That cannot happen. In game situation. So exactly. that was crap effort. Um, and then this is Bruce Arians talking about Jameis Winston, but listened again to the character to characteristics about the offensive line. 
I wouldn't say a huge one. I think he was pretty consistent all OTAs and minicamp, and uh, he's gradually getting a better understanding of where to get the ball out of his hand, and we've got to do a better job of protecting him uh, in some of these drills uh, so he can, he can read it out. And, uh, you know, offensive line with, with Donovan's down today, that, that kind of messed it up a little bit. Oh, God, yeah. Maybe ahead. Yeah, so. Yeah, messed it up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> referring to Beninock there. And, and you know, obviously, like I said, we, we they got to stay healthy. Um, you got to keep that core intact and hope, you know, that you can isolate the, you know, the right guard and hopefully he can be, you know, good enough. Uh, you know, from what I saw yesterday from Kappa, he didn't look, didn't look uh, terrible. Like, he wasn't obviously stand out, if that makes sense. Like, I didn't notice him. Um, from that standpoint, but yeah, I mean, they just just gotta hope. Uh, Dotson, I thought looked looked pretty good. Yeah, Dotson uh, looked pretty good actually. Yeah, so for the most part, I thought they looked good. I thought Jensen, you know, we saw Jensen go up against Vita Vea, and you know, even though Vita Vea pushed him back, I thought he did a good job of holding his ground for the most part um, in that rep. So, I mean, those are two big boys. So this, I mean, this defensive line should make the offensive line better. I think that's yeah. a positive. Seeing all these looks that they're getting in, in practice is going to make them better. Uh, we just got to hope that, you know, in two weeks, once they put the pads on against uh, Pittsburgh, that they can actually show improvement and hopefully we can look decent because it, it does look different once you see the actual game. And, you know, you're not watching from a pack practice standpoint because mm-hmm. the view is different. You can actually see, you know, who's going where exactly. And Oh, I can't wait for that oh, game yeah. pass. Yep. Oh, God. <laughs> no, but to, to that point, what you were saying about the offensive routes, yeah, we did see a whole bunch of drag routes. You saw Mike Evans, right. a two-yard drag. Mm-hmm. Imagine just <laughs> – wow, yeah. like, right? So even if he's one-on-one, if he has a drag, I'm going to say he's going to win. And if someone's doubling him and they, everyone goes with him only on a two-yard drag, right. anything down the field's wide open. Mm-hmm. So it's a benefit to us either way. It's just different concepts, different routes. And, like, they would practice – have you run a drag? Have you run a post mm-hmm. towards that empty spot? It's like common sense things you think you, we would have been using, we we didn't use, yeah. and that we're using now. It's, yeah. And it's a beautiful thing to see. We're like, what is that? <laughs> oh, my. I didn't know we knew this. Yeah. It, but, oh, my. It's just crap we've been saying for mm-hmm. on the podcast a year, but for ourselves, years. Yeah. So it's just a pain in the ass that finally now we get to see it. That's the good part. O-line still is a big hole to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but the running backs being used in the passing yeah, that game was, a big one. was like, that was just night and day because that opens up so much. When you have passing, you when you have running backs going out into the flats and, and going even over the middle or running design routes for themselves out wide, uh, it just opens up so much more space yeah. for the offense. Um, when you're really attacking all three levels of the defense, when you have someone in the flat, you got someone in the short middle, you have someone over the top, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, that is balance. That's what you want to see out of offense. And like Mark was saying with the the wide receiver combinations and even the tight ends, you know, OJ Howard running drag routes. I mean, that's a mismatch in itself. Like if if he gets on a drag route and he's running to space, I mean. That could go for sixty yards. We'll yeah. see. You. <laughs> it's true, and it's it's happened before, right? So I mean, yeah, they're they the like they're using their guys correctly. Yeah, and the right. use of screen plays. I mean, actually seeing running backs run a proper screen along with the offensive line that that's nice to see. Uh, so it's just little things like that that got me really excited. 
um, seeing the use of, of these backs and really let them be a factor in the passing game, not just a decoy where they're just sitting there um, and knowing that they're not going to get the football, you know? Yeah, you're right. So are we moving on to the defense? Defense, and this is Wait, the— Before you mention anything, okay. just let me play B.A. talking about the defense really quick. About the overall speed on the defensive side of the ball, and how how important that's going to be this fall. Yeah, I mean that's what we built this defense on, and and when we have it, you know, it's right across the board. They can all run. Uh, they're they're high motor guys, and um, we're gonna have a lot of fun on defense. We're gonna have a lot of fun on defense. Absolutely. Um, yeah, fans, if if you haven't been to practice, um, and you can and you can go, highly recommend it because. This defense is night and day, and that's putting it lightly, like night and day mm-hmm. difference from what we've seen over the last, I don't know how many years, but they are, man, let me just, let me just read off the notes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so defense, Vea and Sue are the key to everything. They must stay healthy. Uh, I think that's, I mean, that's obvious. They, they pretty much, they run the show. I mean, it goes, this defense goes through them. Uh, next, uh, well, let's hit on that first. Okay, yeah, sure. So, so Vita Vea and Sue. If we didn't say it earlier, Vita Vea exploded on every play. Oh yeah, like he just looked way bigger, way stronger, just way more knowing of where to be than anyone else mm-hmm. on the D line. And now I'm saying that over Sue. Yeah. Okay, so uh, he's prime for another, a, a more of a introduction to the league right now. Oh, I think yeah. so. He, the, there was one rep I didn't get, which I was so pissed. I, I started recording after that. Mm-hmm. He literally demolished Jensen. You said he held his own. He just walked him back into the, the quarterback. Mm-hmm. He just didn't get thrown on his ass pretty much. Right. And this was a two-on-one. Yeah. Okay, so I guess the – Oh, that must have been on the far field then. On the far field when we were outside. No, this was inside. Oh, it was? Okay. So he literally just walked him back. So if anything, the quarterback would have been either tripped up on Jensen's mm-hmm. feet – or he would have been rolling out right into a defensive end. Okay. Okay, so that rep, he totally dominated. Let's just put it that way. And then every time you would see him, he'd be moving mm-hmm. a pile of mover, just causing pressure, causing irritation to the, the center of the pocket. Mm-hmm. And again, what did BA want? What has he been saying all offseason since he's been hired? Pressure. I want pressure up the middle. Yeah. And he has that with the two, Vita Vea and Indomitian Sue. Mm-hmm. And then, like we were saying, like I'll we'll talk about it more later with Devin White, but still, that so much pressure up the gut, where like you were making points when we we're sitting in the bleachers, saying, "Oh yeah, so little guys like Drew Brees, well, oops, you can't step up into your throw, right. exactly. Um, you can't see over these big linemen, mm-hmm. and it's just stuff where he's going to have to move to the side. Yeah. He's not going to be able to step into things. So right. this is good. There's all good things, and you're right. It is they do need to stay healthy because. Mm-hmm. Behind them, there's not much. No. Let's be honest. Behind Sue and Vita Vea, there's not much behind it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Bo Allen didn't really look that great either. Yeah, I mean, like like we said, I mean, Vea and Sue, I mean, they just they hold the cards to everything for this defense to be successful. Uh, they really are like they're the main two pieces. I understand why um, the coaching staff wanted Indomik and Sue. It just it makes a lot of sense of what they want to accomplish defensively. And these two guys are going to be, man, it's going to be fun to watch them play because they are just so, uh, it's just so versatile. I mean, they can do so many things. Um, Vita Vea, I think 
that guy's like the eighth wonder of the world or something because <laughs> he is he's ginormous. We saw him up close yesterday. Oh yeah, tell that story. <laughs> because and man, like we were watching practice, and then I I, I tell Mark, I'm like. Mark, I was like, here comes Vita Vea, and he was booking it. Like, he was hustling towards us, <laughs> and he goes straight to the bathroom. So I'm assuming something happened, or he just had to go. I mean, when you got to go, you got to go. But, man, uh, he's just really impressive as a, as a human being because giant. Like, he's a giant. Yeah, his calves are like the size of my quads. Yeah, he's but it, gigantic. That, that's where I, I put that. Oh, so some of the guys in pads just miss their pants. They're like, <laughs> I'm like, did Vita Vea shit himself? Like when he <laughs> when he went to the bathroom, he was in there for a little while. He was okay. Yeah. Then we we started walking over to the the out, outside, like mm-hmm. the fields outside. He was still in the bathroom. I think so. And he walked in there unless probably five minutes prior. Unless he snuck out, but you can't miss him. No, no, because I remember I I got a team facility guy right went over there to the bathroom, started knocking on the door. It said team only. Right. And I'm like, oh shit, what happened? <laughs> is he is he having trouble getting out of his shit? I don't yeah. I don't know, but. Yeah. It was fun. No, he is a massive individual. Every, Sue looks average to him. Sue looks small. Like, he looks like a little kid next to Vita Vea. It's, like, it's crazy. And, and, and Dominican Sue is not small. He's a giant at all. Giant as well. Um, he's just more sl- uh, slim, like, as far as body type. I would, say, I would never call him slim. <laughs> not slim, but, like, just more lean looking. Um, I guess because he's, he's, well, I guess they're the same height. But, God, I mean, and when you see those two guys coming at you, I mean... Yeah, I mean, offensive lines are going to be pooping their pants because yeah, that's a, that's a lot to handle. But anyway, they yeah. got they got to stay healthy. Uh, that's what we saw. Um, next point, aggressive is one word to describe this defense. I think it is the word to describe it. Um, use of blitz along with disguises and coverage was awesome to see. Created some turnovers today because of it. Every everything is much tighter in the secondary. Little separation I saw um, from our receivers. Yeah. So to that point, so when we're indoors, we're really looking at individual guys, mm-hmm. right? Looking at the line, looking because right. that's what you wanted us to focus on. So we're looking at the line, looking at the D line, D line winning, and then you you start seeing okay, while well, they're blitzing more linebackers, mm-hmm. more linebackers, boom, boom, boom. Devin White's going in, Dion Buchanan or Dayon, however you say Dayon, it, yeah. he's going in a lot more too, and it's you just see a lot of that, like he said, pressure up the middle, and then. So we we took a different perspective. Like we started walking off to the side. Hmm. So because we're always right in the middle of it, but when you really do walk to the outside, you start seeing the secondary move way more. So we're pretty much behind them, and literally pre-snap, they're in one formation. Hmm. And literally, either right before the snap or right as the snap goes on, everyone moves. There's a safety in the box, and he's booking it out, and then they snap the ball like shit. So like. The, def- the quarterback thinks one thing, and it's a whole other defense. Mm-hmm. People are sliding. And then with that slide of the safety coming in, going out, a linebacker goes in, and then a safety slides in under where the linebacker went into. Right. So it's just so much more diverse. It's not playing, like we've said again, mm-hmm. not playing 10 yards back, not playing easy. Yeah. It's in your face. Don't give you any space because we're counting on causing pressure, making you force a decision faster. So that we can get a hand on the ball. Right. And guess what? Hargraves got an interception. Yeah. I forgot. Who's the linebacker? Nelson? Or was it Stewart? Uh, There's a couple you had. Um, who's the guy that got a hand on the ball? Literally just slammed the damn thing. Like It was like a, like a NBA block. Oh, uh, that was probably um, Emmanuel, Emmanuel Smith. Yeah. 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 Emmanuel Smith made a nice play. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just things were – and 
he's right. O line was so bad. Where literally, if you got to, if it's a game, it's either a sack mm-hmm. or he's having to make these quick decisions. And yeah, there was a lot of knockdown passes. There was mm-hmm. even Winston had a run on a play. Right, he ran and it. Yeah. It's literally just drills. Mm-hmm. He had to run like he was scrambling. Yeah, that was on seven on seven. And right, no one was open. So. Uh, yeah, it was just, it was very impressive to see. And like Mark was saying with the disguise and, and coverage, like there's just better disguise of versus, uh, zone versus man. Like couldn't really tell if they were in man coverage or in zone coverage, which was nice to see, uh, using the fire zone blitzes where you have a defense line drop back into that short little area was nice. I think even Indominus Sue got yeah. a hand uh, pass breakup. Uh, it was just, it was really cool. Um, I think the best play that we saw was when, like you were saying, when they, they did the blitz, Dayon Buchanan came up or dropped out, actually dropped out of the blitz and he was in that zone area and he had a ball right into his chest, yeah, dropped yeah. it. Uh, he was pissed. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, he's like, son of a bitch. I can't believe I just did that. But, uh, it was just, it was really, really cool to see. Um, and then, you know, talking about Vea and Sue earlier, I mean, they had Vea and Sue standing up on the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. and like rotating it around. You got Devin White coming up the middle. Uh, I would I would say if there is a weakness on this defense, it is that that middle of the field yep. right there. But at the same time, that's where you're bringing the pressure. Mm-hmm. So you're forcing these quarterbacks to move to the outside, um, and that's where your edge rushers. Noah Spence looks really good. Uh, looks fast again. Um, he Shaq looks Barrett. he looks like himself. Shaq Barrett, uh, same thing. Carl Nassib and Anthony Nelson look strong off the edge, um, long and, and making plays. I think um, Nassip had a nice uh, – Knockdown. Yeah, knockdown. So a lot of good things. Um, the rookies, impressive. Jamel Dean, Sean Murphy Bunting, Mike Edwards, all in good in good position. Carlton Davis making plays. Like he got more hands on footballs, I think, yesterday than he did all last year, which is, <laughs> which is impressive. And, yeah, he – so those who were there, mm. I don't know if, yeah, it was on a highlight reel actually right. on on Buccaneers on YouTube. Mm-hmm. He did get beat, yeah, and he was pissed off. He thought it was a flag, yeah. But it was probably the funniest moment on practice besides Vita Veda almost crapping himself. I'm just assuming. <laughs> uh, Mike Evans and him were one on one down the field. Went, I think he's Arian said it was a fourth down play. And he just lofted it up to Evans. They were one on one. They were just right there, and it looked like Evans kind of may have pushed, but still, it's a one on one ball. Mm-hmm. You better fight for it. Yeah. He caught it. Carlton Davis on the ground, pissed off, and Mike Evans just throws the ball right in his face. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was great. Yeah. It was a great play. Yeah, but yeah, that, that's what Mike Evans wins though. Those mm-hmm. jump ball opportunities, one on one. He's he's that good of a receiver. But that's the thing. Davis is learning mm-hmm. to beat. Mike Evans. Yeah. Or to at least compete with him. Right. So anything beneath that is going to be easier. Yeah. And if, if you didn't see, like, the couple plays before, Carlton Davis almost had a pick off of Mike Evans. Like, he was right there on coverage. He was pissed because he didn't catch the ball. So he should have had a pick earlier. Um, and I think he was pretty much tight in coverage with him all, all day long. Even Sean Murphy Bunting was was doing a great job of competing with Evans. Like, they are just all right there. Javel Dean is just, like, physical. Like yeah. really physical. Big. Like when he can play uh, press, um, he's very impressive. I think Coach talked about how he's still learning um, in zone coverage. Still keeps his eyes too long on the quarterback. Yeah. But Down in the backfield. Yeah. Yep, yep. But for the most part, I mean, all these guys are just looking very impressive. Uh, we didn't see today's practice, but I think I heard Mike Edwards had a big day. I think he had two interceptions, one for a pick six. 
So those guys are coming. Um, yeah, Sean Murphy Bunting is like I've been saying it. He looks like a natural athlete. He really is. Mm-hmm. He never he never gets really swayed off of a, a route. He's yeah. usually on their ass, yeah. like on their hip pocket. Like he's right there. Yeah. And he's played the slot. He played outside. He's he's played pretty much everywhere right now. He's, yeah, they have him roaming all over. I think the yeah. same. They're doing the same thing with um, MJ Stewart who I think had a sack yesterday coming yeah, off of Blitz. Sack, yeah. So it looks like they're using all these guys the right way, which is very exciting, um, just using them in places where they can be successful. Uh, the one sad news was Ryan Stewart uh, with the, the torn ACL. I think we, we mm, that happened yeah. right in front of us. Uh, so we saw that, you know, go down. Uh, yeah, it was, it was sad to see because we knew right away, like you knew what it was because it's yeah. not no contact. And usually that means um, ACL, which yeah. which just sucks. Yeah, he just went to go plant down and yeah, yeah. It just ooh. Yeah, and he went right to his knee, yeah. and um, yeah, it's just it's heartbreaking because the guy was actually doing pretty well. Uh, he was on the uh, second team safety, so it looks like he was in the mix there. So. Yeah, I mean that was against the first teams too. Yeah, he was right there. Yeah, right there. With, yeah, he was. Uh, I think he was about to knock it down from Bray. Cameron Bray. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of Bray, Bray looks to me. I mentioned it yesterday. He looks slim. Mm. I, don't, I don't. I don't know why. He mm. just looks um, barely bigger than Justin Watson. Yeah. And like, what the hell? I mean, maybe they're just going to use him more outside and no more blocking. Maybe H back or, but I don't know. But he, he looks more of a receiver than a tight end right now. They t- truly didn't tell him to gain weight. I can tell tell you that. I mean, OJ mm. looks like a freak compared to him. And that's another thing. OJ didn't. I didn't really mm. see OJ much. Right, but but we're on the defense. Let's go more on the defense. Yeah, uh, let's see what else. I think that was. I mean, that was the main things that I had. Uh, you know, just overall the the difference in aggressiveness. Um, Todd Bowles. I mean, everyone's calling him a genius as far as the players go, and and you can just see like the overall comfortability of the players. It, it's just nine day, like. Guys just look more relaxed and looks like they're actually having fun out there, which is which is nice. I think Kevin Minter uh, talked about it um, with uh, Pewter Report because they're doing like a training camp uh, diary, and he talked about how they're going to have a top five defense. I, I you know, that might be a little bit too much, you know. I hope, you know, that's that's high praise, but you know they definitely have the potential to be something really good. I would say top top fifteen, I'd be happy with that. Like if you can be above league average, I think we're in good shape. No, I was talking to people today about mm-hmm. saying if they're just an average defense, if, like you said, 15th, if they're in the middle of the pack, that we're going to be a really damn good team. Like, we had yeah. no defense last year. Right. It was just no one on the field and just go. Mm-hmm. We had to score 40 or we'd, we'd lose. Yeah. So if you just hold a team to 20 points, we're way better. Yeah. We, we win way more games if you just hold them right. to that. And what was average? Maybe 27 Points a game, maybe less. Yeah, around there, but still, it's. I think they're just more hyped and excited about the fact that they're being used how they want to be used, not mm-hmm. thinking too much. Right, more just attacking. Yeah, yeah. There's if no the guys going here. You go into the space. Yeah, not stay back ten yards. <laughs> if they run it, I want you to go in. If they deep, deep pass, stay really far back. Right. If it's a slant, really go this way. No. Yeah. Give them one objective. If a guy's going in, you got to cover this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that's just, it. It's definitely just, or you just man on this guy. This is about it. Yeah, it's simple as it gets. Um, there's no thinking. It's just 
go and play fast. I mean, that's really what they want these guys to do. It's it's no risk and no biscuit, I mean, on defense. <laughs> and um, I love it. I just love the aggressiveness, the just the attacking style because, you know what, that's what you have to do in this league. I mean, who cares? I mean, you might get beat a couple of times and, you know, maybe allow some big plays, but at the same time, most of the time, you're going to be getting after and making plays behind the line of scrimmage. And that's what you have to do to stop these offenses in the league because you got to force them into third and log situations to force them into obvious, um, you know, passing passing situations or make them one dimensional. And we're definitely going to do that because I'll tell you what, teams aren't going to be running the ball on us uh, this year. Not with uh, the people in the middle and uh, Levante David, you know, playing as well as he's going to play in this defense. He had he had a big play. What well, what did he do? I don't oh, know if it was a big just, hit. He just blown up somebody yeah. in the backfield. I think it was with him and Devin White. There, there were some plays where I, I specifically remember Levante making big plays. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's that's just Levante being Levante. I mean, yeah, he's proven it time and time again. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. But again, like you were saying, the defensive line. Imagine because they they started off with a in practice like the the drills of just Vita Vea and Domingue and Bo Allen as mm-hmm. your big three in the middle, right? And then they had Anthony Nelson and Nassib on the outside. You have two six seven mm-hmm. guys on the outside where whenever they jump, it's like, how the hell is a guy going to get the ball over him? So that's a massive line. Yeah. Massive. And if there's yeah, situations, I mean, if, like, yeah. you can't go to the outside because you're not going to be able to throw it over him. Right. And in the middle, you have Vita Vea and Dominic Sue that can kill you. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? Yeah, I mean, when you can put a line of you know six seven on the on the ends of of like you said Nelson and Nassib, uh, and then you can put Vita Vea and Dominican Sue who are both six four six five in the middle. I mean, that's yeah, that's that's hard to throw against. And those guys are all power players. They'd be pushing that pocket, and you know, guess what? They run into our linebackers that are coming after them. So. It, it's uh, it's definitely beautiful to see. Uh, I just hope it all comes together very quickly, like it, it looks like it is. Guys stay healthy, and we can see it, uh, you know, starting preseason in, in two weeks. Here's one other thing I wanted to say about yeah. William Golson is a lot bigger. Oh yeah, a lot more thick, and he actually used some coaching strategies that we actually saw in the off season. Right, where they want you to drop to one knee, so you. They can't push you over because you're on one knee. There's not much more to push. Mm-hmm. You have more leverage, and you're just holding up the line. Right. He used that. I couldn't. I was like, "Holy shit! That's teaching. Mm-hmm. That's coaching going into play right, right now." And he used that against in a run play. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "That's it. That that is what coaching's supposed to do. Right. Learn it and use it. That's, yeah. that's that's how simple it is." And he used it, and I'm like, "There it is. That's the, how hard was that? Yeah. <laughs> right? But he's using what he's got." He may not be a speed rusher. He may not be a power bull rusher like Vita mm-hmm. Vea or Sue is, but to me, he's doing what he's being told to do. Right. And that's what we want in this defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Shaq Barrett, truly, yeah, he said his job is just get after the quarterback. And he did it a lot mm-hmm. over the practice. Yeah. I mean, him and Noah Spence. Yeah, yeah, you can't say he got a sack, but you can still say he caused the pressure every time. Like, he has that ability to get around the edge and then hold one arm in the chest plate of the offensive lineman and keep turning the corner. Mm-hmm. That That's hard for a lot of defensive ends, outside linebackers to do, and he does it well. I mean, he's not Von Miller well, but mm-hmm. he knows what he's doing. Uh, and that shows that the Broncos taught him well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, 
Yeah, and then I had another point about the special teams, actually. Santos, uh, Cairo Santos looked really good, 9 for 9. Um, it looks like we have a legit kicking competition. Very and, much. And uh, I just really hope, you know, the best guy wins. And it looks like we'll be in good shape if either guy gets it. Um, again, it's a different story once they get into game situations and you're in preseason actually kicking against, you know, all-out pressure. But uh, it's just it's nice to see. And then we we talked about this on Twitter yesterday, but Bradley Pinion, my God, <laughs> that guy is a specimen. Like 6'5", 240. Uh, he could probably play other positions. Like that guy doesn't look like a punter, but he's ours. And, um, man, impressive, just impressive. Like power, instant power off his leg. Yeah, we're like, who the hell is that? <laughs> I was like, who's boy? eight? Like, that's not a punter. And I look up the roster. I was like, shit, that's Bradley Pinion. <laughs> and I was, I was like, damn. Right. And like, yeah. who said it? Who jokingly said it? They're like, oh, he could be a situational pass rusher. Yeah. I'm like, could you imagine? <laughs> could you simply imagine your, yeah. your punter? Let's get him in there, but guys, yeah. we need a sack. Yeah. He's 6'5, 240. Yeah. That's a massive individual. I it mean, doesn't look like a punter. It looks right. I mean, Jeez. if you get into emergency situation, I mean, I wouldn't be against it putting him out there on defense. Like, guys are just gigantic. Um, same thing with Matt Gay. Like, that guy is – he's built. And um, same thing with Cairo. Cairo's short, but he, he's got the, the thickness, man, in the, in the legs. <laughs> in the legs. <laughs> in the legs, yep. But I think that was pretty much it. That's all I had for uh, – for yesterday but i mean a lot of good things a lot of good things to be excited about not many negatives i think just the one negative is you know something we've been talking about all year and that's that's the offensive line that's you know the one thing that we hope can come together yeah i mean yes i mean other things i wanted to touch on and you gotta think no i was just sorry to interrupt but you gotta think they're gonna add to it they're gonna add to this line somehow some way i 100 percent agree and i hope they do Mm -hmm. because to me like that's the biggest glaring hole. Obviously, he's the fir- that's the first thing he's saying. Oh, too many mental errors, too many of this, too many of that. We gotta give him time. If you're, if that's the first thing you're already saying, there's an issue with. Yeah. There's something. There's something with it, and we've been saying it for years. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's just now, and you added you added pieces that can improve. These are guys that have been in here two, three, four years. They got a show. Okay, I mean, I know you're hoping Kappa can be something, but. Damn, that's a big hope, and I've been saying that <laughs> too many months, too many months. But um, the safeties, Jordan Whitehead, look good. The, who's the little guy at Wisconsin? Oh, Dakota Dixon. Dixon, yeah, looked really good. A yeah. lot of hair, yeah. short fella, but he's very aggressive. I was impressed with uh, Kentrell Bryce as well. Kentrell Bryce, yeah, big hitter, decent. <laughs> he's what i would call the enforcer yeah or aka the asshole <laughs> like literally it it's training camp this is your teammates there was a run play that at the goal line oh, with dari it, yeah. Yeah, yeah it gets to the goal line and he just shoves his hand in like dari's face mask yeah. and is pushing him back 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 and it, like you could just see dari's like get your damn hand out of my face mm-hmm. and like ba i was like don't do it ba mm-hmm. you know what he said about fights you don't oh, fight yeah. in practice yeah he was tempting him, and he's like, yeah, I can't do it. I want to punch in the face, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but, like, I mean, you need guys like that, guys where other teams hate him because the other team, us, we love him. Right. Because he's antagonizing. He's pushing you to the limit. He's making you fight for everything you got to get. Yeah. 
I wish the lightning had that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it ain't there. It ain't there. I caused a stir this morning on Twitter about Lightning. I, I tweeted out that they should trade Stamkos, and of course that that raised everybody to just bring all the fire on, on on me. Like, oh, another dumb tweet. I was like, uh, yeah, I just laughed it off. But hey, it's my opinion, you know. Hey, it's any publicity is good publicity. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'll just stick to football, right? But either way, I mean, I I I kind of agree. Like Stamkos is a beast, though. Is he a poussoir sometimes? Yes, but yes. he's also a beast sometimes. It pushes you in the boards. I, I'm, I don't know. It, let's wait for the. I, I just think the overall. No, we're not talking hockey. Never mind. I'll shut <laughs> up. So, other than that, any other points you want to talk about? No, I think that was pretty much it. Um, yeah, good to go. It was a good practice. Good fun out there. I'm just excited about the team. And again, we're only two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks away from. Uh, the first game against Pittsburgh, which is nationally televised. So uh, that should be very fun to, to see and, and finally, you know, see what we got on this team. Um, but, yeah, uh, just excited. And, man, I can't believe it's here already. Man, we're getting into Thank August. God. So, yeah, fun times ahead. Uh, with that, though, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And as always, go Bucks, And everyone have a great week.